I look okay. at that. There we Interesting. Go. Okay. So, here we are. Here we are, man. Let's with start. another conversation with Ask the Pool Guy. And Ask the Pool Girl. Yeah. For those of you just joining us on Facebook Live, or if you happen to catch this later, Al and I do a podcast, Conversations with Ask the Pool Guy, which to this point has been on YouTube and it's on not only audio it's video it's iTunes. a podcast but we also yeah. provide the, the, uh, the video since Facebook live could be a little bit of fun we will try this out see how it goes if it's interesting and you want more we can probably do this more often just have to kind of let us know yeah yeah so pool guys since we last had a conversation that we videotaped or audio right, recorded. Right, we have a video case. We have uh, communication all the time. But what uh, has been going on? You know, I wanted to start with something today that's just sort of over the last month probably has really hit home with me. And I don't know why now versus any other time, but it has to do with our money stories. As a business owner, we all have this sort of money story about how you're supposed to do something or why it's supposed to be a certain way. And there's something that keeps coming back for me. And well, I haven't shared this with you personally yet, but it's just been something that's been percolating. And we've had some money conversations in the past. But I reflect back 20 years ago and how I viewed money and how I viewed a project. And it was very limited thinking in terms of money out, money in, got to make as much as you can because you're low margins, high volume, that, that whole business model. And... I remember how I was always chasing my own tail. It seemed like no matter what, no matter how much money we raised, we brought in, it would it would go up faster than it came in. And I always wondered why. And I think I've come to understand that it's it's more about our perspective and what we valued and what we are worth than it is about the money itself. The money is just the tool. But I, I wanted to start today just talking a little, bit of, a little bit about money because I reflect back on that story. And then the recent times around thinking about money and thinking about business decisions based on money and how different it is today. And again, we're not talking $10,000 decisions. We're talking $200 decisions or $500 decisions or 1000 So fairly small increments, but what I've noticed a big shift in me is that those things don't bother me like they once did. It almost seemed like it was easier to make a big decision to buy a piece of equipment, but it was really hard to make a decision to get the brakes fixed on one of the trucks. Or yeah, it was just kind of a weird, weird thing or repair that, that tool or do something. But what I've noticed now is in my thinking, because we're attracting what we want in our lives, those decisions don't even have to be made. They just automatically happen. And there's a, a thing that's gone on in me with respect to money. And I need no more money or no less money than I did before. My lifestyle hasn't changed. It's not like I have some desire for any more money or less money. But my perspective on the money as a tool has changed a lot. And it's been really interesting recently thinking about decision making to do certain things is almost a no-brainer. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out because I'd like to share with people because I'm sure a lot of people go through the same story of money. Is how, how I got from here, the big chasm or valley in between that if only I were over there, money wouldn't matter so much. And magically I went from there to here. And now all of a sudden that idea of worrying about the small decisions and 
I'm sure you remember just four or five, six years ago how I almost felt like I needed to maximize everything. So supplies, we would never have extra. We would have just enough, just to finish, like it was squeezing more profit out of each thing because somehow I felt we needed it. And now, not that, I'm not, not that we're overdoing it and we're having too much extra, but there's less concern about those day-to-day -day things. But something clearly changed, shifted in me. I don't know if you've seen that or if you can share any perspective on that. Because I, for me, I think there's something to discover in that to help an awful lot of people with their money story. I think perspective changed in terms of the way we approach business as a company and as a result I believe the perspective of our clients has changed as well. Just as an example in kind of changing that money story, we haven't been podcasting and doing a lot of recording in the first month, month and a half since the pool season started partially because that switch flips and then we just are busy, busy, busy. One of the things that I could say from the office perspective in this last month or month and a half is in the pool industry, especially here in Michigan, there's a lot of pool builders and pool service people who have the habit mentality of how a pool season works. And we have changed our perspective, so we still point. are aware of that pattern, but we don't play in that. And what that pattern is, it's that nobody calls a pool company in February. Nobody calls a pool company in March, hardly. April, the phone starts ringing, and it doesn't stop until we hit July. So a lot of pool companies go from zero to 150 in that short, short amount of time. And there is not a fear, but I think an expectation that they have to, like you said, you have to make it. maximize yeah. every, that means chasing every phone call, going on every service call, going crazy for that amount of time, because then what happens when the phone rings less? Part of the perspective that has changed with us is we know that we're here as a long-term stable company. We still get the rush of pool openings in the spring. We also very clearly know what we should say yes to so that we can kind of create this funnel where people are ready for us to come and do renovations or do service work when time permits in the schedule. And that's different than, I know a, a good friend of ours in the pool industry who you saw at a supplier the other day who was so busy and he was running around all these pools quoting for all these people saying I'll put you on the list but I can't get there for a long time and he was just kind of frazzled in his mentality mm -hmm. instead of us if we took that call and we said sure we'd love to do this with you we can pencil you in for the week of June 23rd or whatever it is so we have learned in our perspective in our language that we use in our communication with our customers and with each other we have changed our perspective to make it a smoother process. And not that it's right or wrong, there's no mm -hmm. right or wrong, but it's comfortable and it works. Well, that story of meeting the guy at the supplier and he was all frantic and all of that, I, he's leaving, I go in, I order my stuff, I go in the back and I'm waiting for it. 
and I happened to be talking to a guy that was loading a truck and he was talking about how many pool kits they're delivering. There's these guys that are just banging out these, these vinyl liner pools. And I said, you know, I used to be one of those guys. Those guys, these guys are not new to the industry, but newer. And they had no idea we used to be such a huge volume dealer. And as I was talking to him, another guy came up on a, on a front end loader, and he, or a, 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 whatever it is. Uh, he was loading up some material and moving it, and he goes, really? You did that many pools? I said, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where it drove me crazy. It was bonkers. And I said, I come in here and I see all these other pool guys that are frantic. And they're just, <gasps> you know, they're, they're frantic about it all. And I said, you know, it's just not worth it. I mean, we built just a handful of really yummy, cool stuff with none of that stress, with none of that anxiousness. And I think what you mentioned earlier, it makes me think of that conversation with him, is that we get so frantic in it because we think we have to make it in those two months. That if we don't do it then, we'll never do it. And it's a limited belief and it's a limited thinking. Where if you think that way, that's exactly what you get. So if I don't make it in these two months, I'm not going to make it. Well, you put your pressure, you put that pressure on, and then you start making bad decisions. You start taking jobs that you should never take, because in the limited thinking, you're thinking, "But if I don't take it, you know, my competition or someone else, let your competition have it. Competition doesn't really exist until you put it up here. Let them do it." And so there's that frantic energy around it that I know I had, I, and that's something that I'm sure you've seen in me over those years of that frantic gotta get started. But that, this idea now of us just stretching it out and knowing we can make the phone ring and then knowing we're doing other things, we're working year-round, we found ways of keeping money generating so it's not that season to season to season, that's a huge difference. I think about just a few years ago, our business was still very seasonal. And I, my thinking was in seasons, not in years. I don't think about how the last 30 years have gone by in the pool business. I think about how the last 30 seasons have gone by. And it's that March 15th or April 1st through, you know, November, and then we stretched it through December. You know, each of those seasons got longer as it felt like we needed to. And that, next thing you know, we're working into, you know, blizzards trying to get stuff done. But it was always, there's a cutoff point, and then you start a business anew. And that next year is almost like a brand new business. Almost like starting at zero, you had reputation, you had history, but you also start from zero and you gotta go 100 miles an hour. And that is really hard to do. It's really hard to take. And for me, I know that this, this ability to, I guess, change our own perspective makes that a lot easier. And that was part of why I wanted to start with that today. We haven't done video work lately. And it's just been something weighing on me, especially the time of year and seeing all of the people we know in the industry just frantic about it. So I... I I think that it doesn't have to be that way. I think we've proven it doesn't have to be that way, and it certainly isn't that way for me anymore. doesn't mean I don't snap back. I mean, here's another part of this. As much as we have evolved into something else, we still have, it, it still slips back in, that anxiousness, that whatever. But I even caught myself yesterday driving, or, or Friday driving. I had to get back here for 5.30 for uh, a party we had at the office. And I had plenty of time to make all the stops I needed and traffic goes bad and I was getting frantic about it and getting angry and I just had to stop myself and say you don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to be there. You have plenty of time to get to that final destination. Quit it. It's the same thing as 
pool scheduling and work scheduling and service scheduling is quit it. There's no final destination. It's this journey that we take and it's part of that journey that, that ends up being yummy. It ends up being really good, case in point, the pool we visited today. Mm-hmm. That's been a process that's taken a long time and we could have gotten frantic at any point. But I got a text from him yesterday saying, just out of the blue saying, you know, the, worth it, the, the wait has been so worth it. Your creativity is amazing. We were just blown away. It was like this gushing text that just out of the blue came and I can't wait for any future stuff. And those are what I live on today is those types of comments because we could very easily slip back into volume builder, build as much because look at how many calls that we don't take. You're talking about a few minutes ago about we know what to take and what not to take. Think of all of the pool, quote unquote, pool projects that we could have mm-hmm. done this year already. In this, Booked, scheduled, whatever. Yeah, in the spring, we also have a really interesting ability to take on new work. And we have a really interesting way, I suppose, of screening when people call into the office. We've, again, it's a shift in our perspective. So if you're one of our clients, one of our customers, one of the people that we love watching this, you know how we do it. But to other people who are just meeting us for the first time, they might find it strange. And I think we got the best compliment that I have ever gotten ever in business this last week. So when our phone rings, and it rings so much, and we have our team, we've identified what the people on our team are really good at and what they love to do. So when calls come in and requests for pool service match what we love to do and what we do really well, we agree to take those on. We get hundreds of calls a day for a variety of things. We have a massive phone list next to the front desk. So if somebody calls and they're looking for something that we don't do, we have a list of local area resources that we can point them to. Because of our online presence, we also get a lot of inquiries from around the country. So then it's thanks to Google or thanks to some of our industry connections that we're able to get people connected. So the normal process when somebody new calls into the office is that whoever answers that phone call We'll find out some background information. What are they looking for? What type of work do they need done? And then if it's a pool that we're not familiar with, or even if it is, but it's a new issue, we always ask for the client to send in some photos. This way we can become familiar with the pool and with the equipment. Well, the biggest compliment that I've ever gotten in my business life. Is that why we take the picture to get the photos? Why do we get the photos? Well, I think that's part of it, but don't you also think that our photo library of people, they're offering us pictures of their pools for us to build a profile about them. Isn't that really kind of why we ask? I mean, granted, we don't have to run out there and look at, but I think a secret for them, for anyone that might be watching this that's in the industry, is get those photos because then you build a photo library to go along with a master list of people. So even if we don't do the work or never go out there, we now have photos of that pool and we can can postage stamp that. Yeah, Yeah, we have it. For clients that we do service, our service team is great at taking photos of the equipment, which also helps. I had a call from 
a gentleman this last week that we've done work for in the past and he was explaining that they wanted to look at replacing their pump and filter so I pulled up his file I was able to pull up the pictures and talk about what I could see that would need to be done if we, that went forward so that's another reason because mm -hmm. they're great just Reference. priceless for referencing so anyway back to the story of the biggest compliment ever my office assistant Katie took a phone call from somebody looking for a liner replacement and we do liner replacements of course. Um, the service area that she was calling from we sometimes cover but most of the time we don't but still something that we were willing to take a look at. So she had on Monday mentioned to the client go ahead and send us in some photos we'll run it by the service team see if it's something we can do and get you a quote from that point. Well, on Tuesday, we had a powwow, decided that this work was actually something that didn't fit what we really well, the, wanted the, the to take on. the work fit, the customer didn't fit. The customer there, there was more fit. of a read yeah. on the, the energy of the customer because the work is, is standard work that we would do. Yeah. So we, we, I wrote back a little note and I said, you know, we looked at your project. We're unfortunately not going to be able to quote it for you at this time contact this company which I know does liner replacements and was a little bit more local to this customer and I got an email back saying what kind of a weird company are you that you would promise somebody a quote and then you wouldn't quote it or do the work I would not work with your company if you were the last pool company on earth which, I mean, that sentence... You, you could have looked at that and gone, oh, it's horrifying, but it's brilliant. That sentence, what kind of a weird, weird company, company are, are you? you? Well, we are a weird company who knows what we want. We know what we're good at. We, we know strive to... Beyond what we're good provide. at is we know what customer we're not willing yeah. to work for. And we know, I mean, that's the story in this, yeah. is that we realized she's not a customer we're willing to work for. Yeah. We would do that exact same job for a thousand other people, but not for her. Yeah. So, so we are that weird company. That's the kind of weird company that we are. It's great. Yeah, that was, that was one of those priceless things that needs to go into our marketing. What kind of weird company are you? We wouldn't work with you if it was the last that you were the last company on earth. I don't know why Chad is. Um, I'm just looking at some of the comments here on Facebook. Chad Warden joined us, and uh, something about overalls. I don't know. Am I overalls? He, he wonders if you're wearing overalls. I have them sure. under my sweatshirt, Chad. Yes. Yeah. No, oh, I don't. Seriously, no. I don't have I don't overalls know. on. Cute. Unless we didn't talk about overalls yet. We haven't. No. Although you know, in marketing, we often talk about the earliest videos that we did way yeah. back when they were yeah. pretty snazzy me walking around a pool in overalls doing video showing people over my shoulder with a flip camera yeah because we didn't have the snazzy phones back in the day if anybody's watching and you're curious what some of the ask the pool guy really early vintage stuff looked like and vintage isn't really that old just go back to some of the early videos and or look up the Legendary Escapes channel on YouTube that actually predates the Ask the Pool Guy channel by a little bit. So, yeah. What, what else has changed? I mean, granted, I, I wanted to start the conversation around money because I think it's, it's an important shift in me. That I'm not, I'm not as stressed or worried or whatever as I once would have been because it proven time and time again by doing this thing that we do in the certain way that we talk about doing it and then living into that certain way nets us a result that is always good. 
Well, I have something I'd like to mention. I know Eric, who's a pool guy out in California, has joined us a little bit here on Facebook. And I know we are in a great position with you having so much experience in the pool industry. I've got almost a decade under my belt at this point. You do well. have a decade. I do. Oh, almost a decade. Almost. More than a decade, I, but okay. I will always have almost a decade. Nice. <laughs> Just kidding. So we talk in our marketing club about long game and short game mm. thinking. And it's not that business is a game, but that's a good way to put things in perspective that yes, we always need to approach the business as the short game, makes us money, keeps the business going, Cash keeps flow. us growing. Mm -hmm. And then keeping that long game in mind or having a vision for where you want to get to is also so valuable because then you can make better short game decisions. And one of those things that we got to practice this spring, even though we're such an experienced and seasoned company, is that because we've identified our certain way, types of work that we want to take on and types of customers, it means saying no a lot. And if we purely had short game thinking, we might say more we, we might we say, yes say yes more for the sake of making money at the moment. But the drawback of saying yes to everything, including things that we don't really want to do or should be doing, means that if something else comes along that fits our certain way better, we'll either be tied up or we'll be frazzled or it'll be maybe in the way. So one of the things we got to practice this spring was saying no and continuing to have the, the faith that everything that we've done and said, it means something. And I know there were a couple days where mentally I was thinking, you know, I, I hope that we're saying yes to enough short game things because I know long term and long game or for the entire year where we want to go. And sometimes those decisions are tough, tough because maybe you want to say yes, but you just know you shouldn't. Or maybe you say yes and then you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't. So identifying that, that's another shift in our perspective that we've really had to work on. I think that long game, short game with that in particular is we're not selling a point of purchase thing, an item. We're selling something that's going to take a while to produce. And short game would be take all of it and build it as fast as we can. And yes, could we do that? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. But the long game is let's wait for the right thing. Let's take some things so they're not in the way. If we took a bunch of wrong things that by the time you add them up takes three months to build, then we might miss that thing that's really right. And that's playing part of the long game is we want to be known for this. We don't want to be known for this. We get these calls all the time, but we're not going to do them on a short term because yes, it's money in hand, yes, it's cash flow, yes, it's all of that. But the long game is, is we want to be known for this. Mm -hmm. So it's not just business decisions and doing, but it's business decisions and thinking. Yeah. We're thinking long game, meaning we're thinking we want to be known for this and until it changes where someday it might change and we might say, we don't want to be, you know, we don't want to be known for that. Mm. We want to be known for this instead. Mm. Uh oh. So I do, I do think that there's, uh, that, that there's kind of that place for. Oops. 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 For thinking about. 
and not just, you know, thinking about and not just in the planning or the financials part of it. It's also in the thinking that we have to play long game and short game. It's also not only in our thinking as leaders of the company, it is also in the thinking of our team. The fabric, the entire fabric of the and company. And we've brought our team into a lot of these decisions. Mm -hmm. And back to my this last week when we got the email from a customer, what kind of weird company are we? That decision, I was leaning toward, well, I could quote it, maybe I would just quote it a little bit high, see what happens, and it was my office manager that said, but if you quote it high and she still says yes, I don't think we want to do the work. So that was very clearly the team members also mm -hmm. being able to help influence some of those decisions. There's some of those cases where a customer is just on the border for whatever reason, and we add that pain in the ass fee as we call it and they still say yes and we do it I think this was clearly a case and she was the eyeballs for this one to say let's not do the pain in the ass fee because if she says yes then we're obligated to it mm -hmm. and you didn't have to make that decision and I didn't have to make that decision it was made within the file and rank of the team going we don't want to do this yeah. So it could be something as small as a $5,000 liner replacement or as big as a pool project. Somewhere along the way, if someone says this is not for us to do, then it's a good idea for us not to do it. Yeah. I think that, that sort of feeds it. We can feel our way through all of that knowing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. What else? Well, going into the week ahead, we have a bunch of really interesting work going on. One thing worth mentioning is, I guess, communication style of the way that we work with people. We've had a client now, a pool opening and closing and service client for several years, and I've not ever personally met them. I know when we first started servicing the pool, I think they had just bought the house, maybe just moved in. Um, typically, I dealt with the wife and she would email or call, say that she needed work, we'd send Mark out, he would get it taken care of, everything was great. The pool at that time was in rough shape and they knew a liner replacement would be coming along at some point but we didn't really have specific plans for it but we just, we built this relationship and the feeling on both sides was good, like you know we were happy having them as a client, they were happy with us, even though the pool maybe needed a little bit of love. Well, this spring, when Mark was there opening the pool, because the pool was so old and the liner was so old, putting the hose in actually caused the liner finally to fail permanently. So we were going to quote a liner replacement, which we did. And then the customer reached out and said, well, we were hoping to have some patio work done and things like that. Could you do that with me? Thinking it was a long shot. And because we've gotten so good at short-term, long-term thinking, we did have a really nice window of time that we could take on work for really lovely people mm -hmm. because we didn't say yes to just anything. So this liner replacement turned into a lovely renovation where we're redoing patio, redoing plumbing, adding a step in the pool, all this kind of yummy Stone good stuff. Edge. yeah, all of it. And the, the moral of the story for me anyway is I still have not met this customer or her husband in person but I know them enough through our previous interactions and through emailing and things like that, that I'm, I'm totally comfortable. I was totally comfortable taking on a massive renovation for the, this 
um, couple. Having never met them. Having never mm -hmm. met them because our prior experience has just been great. So, you know, we talk a lot about our certain way, what we do, the way we do it, and things like that. And the underlying theme is the feeling. If things just feel good and it makes sense, we run with it. Mm -hmm. And if things just don't feel good, even if we can't explain why or really fully rationalize it, we still take those cues from that energy and how things feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important in, in all aspects, just not new construction, not just renovation, but all of service. And we've sort of interwoven that through our entire company. And feeling a way through us, uh, whatever it is, is a much better overall outcome result than trying to number crunch your way through it or make decisions based on finances and anything else. And granted, we've all been in a position where we need fast cash and we need whatever. But the more that we think this way, the less of that fast cash we need because it's it's more of a flow now. Mm -hmm. Instead of a cash up and down bump, it's just, just sort of a flow that seems to consistently work. And not to say that there are times where we're low on cash but know what's coming or and that's going to happen in any business but when you let go of that and not worry about that is when the magic really happens yeah. i think yeah. yeah well i think the good news is that facebook live looks like it'll be a nice way to put some conversations together mm -hmm. and i think Maybe we'll continue? We'll, uh, we'll keep working on this. I think weekends are probably a good time to mm -hmm. expect to see something either Saturdays or Sundays. Sundays. Mm -hmm. Be a little flexible with us. And we'll continue doing conversations on YouTube as well as iTunes. Now with the addition of Facebook, Facebook. Live. You got it? Any Sounds final good. thoughts? I, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I could go on and on. You know, there's a lot of things around everything we talk about, and trying to truncate it and and shorten it for the sake of people listening to us jabbering on and on and on, it's a difficult thing to sort of stop. Well, on that note as well, feel free if you follow us in any way, if you have questions, random or interesting or even specific, that we can help answer for you. We'd love to either with a video or as part of our conversations, we'd love to do that. So yeah. we welcome those. Yeah, I, oh, okay. So we're gonna wrap okay. up, but I have one other thing. And I was explaining it to you on the phone earlier that for me, I'm going through another change, another growth spurt, another something's happening where design and things are happening in my head in a way that is gonna take us again to another level. And I was recently at a pool where the landscapers, which aren't our normal landscapers, but I've worked with this company before. They've been on our projects before. But most of the workers haven't because they're seasonal. They transition and transition in and out. And one of the guys said, so who designed this crazy cool thing? And I'm like, well, that was me. You know, I don't want to like, whoa, hey, boo, me. But it was like, well, yeah, this is, you know, this is my team and this is what we do because we're all there working. And I realized, you know, part of what's been going on in me is trying to make everything better and really expanding. And we've got a lot of stuff coming that's going to take our work, I think, far beyond. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that moving forward with where my brain is going from the perspective of what we can do with concrete, what we can do with the human mind, the psyche. Because part of what we do is 
we want to we want to change the way you view your world so that it all looks new again and that's in a pool like you witnessed today at that pool is that idea is how can we get you to think differently every time you see it and how can you see more every time you see it it was there all along but we know when we scan across something we can only see so much and each time it's like going to well, a flea market. Well, you built it and you watched the video replay. I watched the video replay, believe it or not. live walkthrough and you enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing this morning. I got up early and I went to the flea market. And the flea market's packed. There's all kinds of stuff there. And I walked through and I bought a whole bunch of stuff and I went back to the truck several times. And I'll bet if I walk through it again now, there's a million items that I missed that I probably would have liked. And it's that, it's that intrigue that I want our pools to always have that same amount of, there's so much that you don't see it the first time, the second time, or the third time, and maybe 10 times later you see that thing. And so what I was sharing a little bit with you is my, I'm shifting again into a whole new, yummier design place position in how to build things. And that's, again, kind of what's going on in our world right now is how can we build things differently than we've ever built them before. And I think in the future it's going to be pretty exciting to share. So that is kind of a new thing that's happening with me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, on that note, stay tuned, and I'm sure we'll keep you in the loop of what we have going on. And oh, looks like Wendy Sanders joined us too. And oh, she didn't say anything. Just says she joined. Just in time awesome. for Hi, us to be out of here. I know. Just in time. You can watch the Where replay later. That's right. And oh, we were just talking. We have a pool with a moose. We might soon have a pool with, with a, a buffalo. buffalo. <laughs> so stay tuned. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye.